Blog Talk Radio. You can see that it's an odd time for my show that usually airs on Mondays, but we have a brand new segment that I've been working on, and it's called The Motivation. It's self-explanatory, and I'm not sure whether or not I'll just keep it 30 minutes or not. It's a brand new concept and idea I've had and something I just had to do. Um, I didn't promote it. I haven't been looking to, um, you know, roll up to this at all. It's just something that I, I don't know. I guess it's just self-explanatory. So without, you know, any further explanation, um, <laughs> well, let me know what you think about it. But um, here it is, the motivation. This message is more for me than it is for you. But for some reason, I felt compelled to share it. I have quite a few of these messages that I write, but I tend to keep them to myself. But this one just would not let me tuck it away with the rest. Although I've added and changed a number of phrases to make this message more broad and speak to a more diverse group of those in need, please know that I'm not talking about anyone in particular. This message was first and foremost for me. Welcome to my world. You know, the world has become obsessed with the selfie, a self-portrait that often gives the subject control over how they are portrayed in a given environment, and a photograph that allows them to capture an image of themselves as they want to be seen, but 
not necessarily the way things actually appeared at the time of the photo. This allows them to make a number of adjustments and corrections to make their appearance or their life seem far more interesting. When we have too much control over how we appear to others without doing the work, it detracts from who we need to be, and we forget about growing spiritually and not just appearing better. We lose focus on what is true about ourselves, our God-given purpose, the thing that makes us special and unique. Take a close look at your life. Are you where you want to be or are you where you need to be? Well, they're probably one and the same. But let me explain. If you're not where you want to be in your life, but you're doing nothing to change the state that you're in, then you must be where you want to be, even if it is just for lack of effort. But sometimes we're in a place in our lives where it's not where we want to be, but still we understand that it's where we need to be in this season in order to gather the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding needed it to take us to that next destination. Do me a favor. When you get a chance, close your eyes and think of anyone that you respect and admire and that, in your opinion, lives a life that you could only dream of or even hope to achieve or surpass their level of success. Think about the things that you admire about them the most, their wealth, talent, uh, intellect, or even their swag or ego or confidence. Believe it or not, you will find that the greatest difference between you and them and the key secret to their success in life and the key to yours as well is this small thing that everyone has access to. And I mean everyone, rich, poor, old, young, no matter your race or gender. So that's the good news. We all have what it takes to achieve unimaginable success. But the real question is, do we want it bad enough to do absolutely everything it takes to achieve it? Well, we're about to find out. Most of our life experiences are deeply rooted in a small, seemingly inconsequential events that occur day to day. The choices that we make in our interactions with people, the steps we take towards our personal success in the work that we do, and how we manage and utilize our time, knowledge, skills, and abilities. Each of these bring with it a new or familiar experience, an opportunity to use our knowledge and wisdom from past successes or past mistakes to foresee the consequences of our actions so that we will make good decisions and lower our risk of negative outcomes. This thing that has taken over our lives and enslaved us has no regard for a life best live. It is that day-to-day routine called habit. Yes, your habits are so much a part of who you are that what you do and what you say are all shaped by your habits. When friends or someone who thinks highly of you talks about you, they often describe your admirable traits as a result of your good habits. 
Conversely, when someone speaks poorly of you, they often speak of things that are lacking that are direct results of your bad habits. You know, just as on the Internet you are who Google says you are, in the real world you are who your reputation is based on and what your habits portray you to be. Believe it or not, your bad habits are literally wasting your life stealing your success, destroying relationships, siphoning your finances, and leaving you bitter, depressed, angry, and resentful. In short, most of your bad decisions, mistakes, squandered opportunities, love lost, emotional outbursts, rude and reckless behavior, broken relationships, and lack of self-control, and a host of others, are all things that you expertly do without thinking and are all rooted in this silent beast called habit. Wikipedia references the American Journal of Psychology of 1903, and it defines habit this way, and I quote, A habit from the standpoint of psychology is more or less the fixed way of thinking, willing, or feeling acquired through previous repetition of a mental experience. Habitual behavior often goes unnoticed in persons exhibiting it because a person does not need to engage in self-analysis when undertaking routine tasks, So if habits are a fixed way of thinking, surely our bad habits, our brokenness, can be fixed. And since it is acquired through repetition of a mental experience, it's also something that we can engage in without thinking about. If we create new good habits, in time we will not even have to think about our good habits to reap their rewards. Here's the kicker. We often delegate some of the most crucial and life-altering decisions in our lives to something that has a frightening amount of control over us and may very well choose the life we lead with little or none of our thoughtful input. This is because our bad habits have the power to nullify our good decisions, no matter how passionate or well-intended. And yet we pretend that it's something that we cannot change because it's just the way we are. This is how God made me. It's complicated. I beg to differ. We do have control over who we are, how we live our lives, and how we treat others. So every day that we wake up, and are given the blessing of leaving our mark on this day, we have the opportunity and the obligation to change the world for the better by changing who we are, what we contribute in our lives, and the lives of others. Here's an interesting observation. Every buzz, beep, or chirp of our phones are literally retraining our minds to act before we think. And because this has become so common, This abnormal behavior is now deemed acceptable and no cause for alarm. Watch the news tonight and you will find numerous stories of people who acted out before they thought of what they were doing or the consequences of their actions. When watching these events, we often say to ourselves, Who does that? What did they think would happen? What were they thinking? The truth of the matter is, They were not thinking at all. Our habits may or may not land us on the 6 o'clock news, but 
If we don't think first, the odds of us making wise decisions are just left to chance. And when the odds don't fall in our favor, we encounter numerous negative outcomes and repercussions that add no value to our lives and occupy time that could be better spent on something positive and redeeming, like success. Bottom line, we need to reclaim the time we waste by not taking control over our actions if we want better lives for ourselves and our loved ones. So as you can see, this is pretty serious stuff. So what can you do to prevent your eventual decline down this slippery slope? Well, I'm about to tell you. So if you need to take notes, here is where you want to start. Okay, after this mental beatdown, I owe you at least this, so here's the cure. And I have to say, for those of you who will pray about it first, will have far more success than those who won't. Sorry, I don't make the rules. If you want more power over your life, you have to go to a higher power. Wikipedia also notes that the habit-goal interface or interaction is constrained by the particular manner in which habits are learned and represented in memory. Specifically, the associative learning underlying habits is characterized by the slow, incremental accrual of information over time in procedural memory. Habits can either benefit or hurt the goals a person sets for themselves. So before you set goals for yourself that you can actually attain, you first have to change your habits. So here's how to get started. It's as easy as this one simple affirmation that will help you to master success. Here it is. When I see the need to do better in my life, I will center my focus on doing different things and doing things differently. If you are truly committed, either one or both of these things will plant the seed of success. Here it is again. When I see the need to do better in my life, I will center my focus on doing different things and doing things differently. Although it seems simple enough, the results are amazing. If you listen to the story of any successful person or anyone who's done anything great, you will always hear this familiar phrase or something similar that they often describe as an epiphany. The Cambridge Dictionary defines epiphany as a moment when you suddenly feel that you understand or suddenly become conscious of something that is very important to you. Dictionary.com says a sudden intuitive perception or insight into the reality or essential meaning of something, usually initiated by some simple, homely, or commonplace occurrence or experience. In the real world, it sounds more like this. You hear someone tell their story and they would say, When such and such happened, I made a decision. I said to myself, I promised myself. I told myself, from now on, I will never, I can't let that happen again. As long as I live and breathe. When I said that, my whole life changed for the better. So that's it, in a nutshell. 
you have to be able to make a promise to yourself and keep it. I have to be honest with you. For many of you listening, it all ends right here because many of you don't know how to make and keep a promise to yourself. It's sad but true. You know what's funny about someone who can't keep a promise is that when they make a promise that they won't keep, it's always one that would be too difficult for anyone to keep. So when they fail to keep their promise, it's that it was too hard to keep. And even though you didn't make the promise, they will happily inform you that you couldn't keep that promise either. So you're no better than they are to call them out on it. But I don't want to leave anybody out. So I will add something for you if this is your challenge as well. That's the awesome thing about what I'm asking you to do. Even if you can't keep a promise to yourself, it's the first bad habit you can break by keeping one small promise to yourself. Here's a small promise that everyone can keep. Look, this is not difficult, but it does require some preparation. You really need to make a big deal out of this and give it all of your attention and intention. Look at yourself in the bathroom mirror and say to yourself with all the intensity and conviction you can muster, and I mean look yourself square in the eye and say to yourself and really, really mean it, and know that nothing will keep this from happening come hell or high water. Promise to yourself that every day I am able, I will wash my hands. And after you say that, wash your hands. Oh, that's not the end of the exercise. After you wash your hands, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself with the same power and strength, I mean, puff out your chest and say, I did what I said I would do, and I kept my promise. I know this may seem silly to some, but if you do this, I promise you, you will never see yourself the same. From this point forward, without even thinking about it, whenever you wash your hands, you will remember your promise and know that you are capable of keeping your promise. You will also understand that you are capable of doing above and beyond what you promised. You will also note that you kept your promise very early in the day and did not take much effort to keep your promise. Eventually, every time you even hear running water, you will remember your promise and knowing that you are a man or woman of your word will give you a sense of self-assured confidence that you can't even imagine. This is so powerful. I challenge you to try it. With that being said, let me warn you. What I'm offering you is a little guidance, and just as your GPS will help you to get to your destination, it will not put gas in your car. It will not signal the turns along the way. It will drop you at your destination, but what you do when you get there is all up to you. Just as you need to program your GPS so that it will provide the guidance, you need to program your mind and be clear about your destination in order for you to get there. It's your life. 
you need to do the work. You need to take the steps to make it happen. Are you still with me? By now, I'm sure that I've lost quite a few. But that's okay. I'll be the first one to say that this message is not for everyone. This message is not about Facebook likes or attempts to blow up my Twitter feed. I don't expect this message to be popular. I expect it to help someone who really thinks that they need some guidance in making positive changes in their lives. That's all I want, is to help someone in need find this message when they need it the most. Take control over their lives and become a wellspring of love, peace, and prosperity and positive vibes wherever they are right now. If you're really serious about making incredible changes in your life, you need to make some commitments. Not to me or anyone else, but to yourself. You have to commit to yourself that this is truly what you want and are willing to do to add to your life everything that you feel you need to live a prosperous life. So herein lies another great secret to success that we have all heard before, but few have really understood its relevance. So here's the work. Start paying close attention to the things that you do without thinking. Your habits. Note things that you feel that are your bad habits and why they are bad. The consequences of these bad habits and what you hope to be the result of the change. Next, you need to figure out if you will do things differently or do different things or both to break that habit. In our previous example of washing hands, we chose to do things differently. We added to this simple everyday task a new objective to not only clean our hands but to remind us of our promises that we make to ourselves and to create and enforce a habit of keeping our promises. Sometimes it's best to replace your habit with another good habit and create a positive act to take its place. A positive habit reaps positive outcomes. So not being a bad habit is not enough. It has to have a positive return. So you'll need to envision what your new good habit will do for you in your life and document if this is an action that will get you there. There are many ways to fail, but you have fewer options for success. But with that, the bonus is is you have less options to choose from to get it right. So if one doesn't work, move on to another. Grab a calendar and track the success of your new habit for 30 to 35 days as a solid new behavior. And note how it has changed your life. With practice and success, you can start with one habit a month and work your way up to six or seven new good habits a month. And in the process, the new life of happiness and prosperity that you've been waiting for. That prayer piece is very important as well. But I do understand that some of you may have an aversion to prayer and may not even believe in God at all. I just want you to know that whether or not you believe in God, God still loves you.
Some of you may have the wrong impression of God in thinking that he's always angry and looking for every opportunity to punish us for our sins. But this is not the case at all. In the Bible, it clearly states in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Verse 12, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. It all begins right there. If you call, he will listen. No matter how bad you think your life is right now, it can all turn around in an instant, if you believe. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9-10 through 10 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. These timeless principles are based on the wisdom of the ages and will never become passé. So no matter when you hear this message, the results will be the same. So don't concern yourself about what others may say about your new self and the haters who will surely try to derail your success. Haters are going to hate. So be prepared. You will be surprised at how many people who will see your changes and your progress, who will encourage you one day and then try to pull you backwards and undo the work that you've done the next. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves. They are not wise. As you can see, this is something that all of us can do at some level, to take control over our lives by choosing our own path and arrive at a destination that we have the power to choose for ourselves. That need only be based on who we are right here and now. The only thing you need to get started is God and the motivation. Well, Truth Seekers, that's it. Um, the next show, I promise I'll have a call-in number and the show will be longer. Special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to The Motivation on A Measure of Truth. And before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. 
and watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you. Measure of the truth, 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 truth. Come on, 